There were some dramatics on the South Side Monday night. What a game. Chicago White Sox beat the Houston Astros 4-2. The Sox have been looking for some fire and swagger. They got it from Johnny Cueto, and their offense found it in the eighth inning. The Sox are now four games over 500 and just two games out of first place in the Central. Huge win that sets the stage for a showdown between Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox locked on White Sox as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Johnny Cueto asked to see some fire and intensity. The Sox finally delivered a late-game heroics from so many players, and Hendricks will not be denied another save. But first, in a week featuring some important baseball, getting a game win, a game one win, uh, is a very big deal. Uh, our Chicago White Sox are 60-56. and 56. Uh, just two games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians uh, with 46 games left. Uh, White Sox beat Houston on the south side 4-2. to two. Maybe, maybe game of the year. Uh, maybe inning of the year, but you got to talk about Johnny Cueto, uh, which we will throughout this episode. Uh, you want to talk about fire and intensity. Uh, this was definitely the spark uh, needed to get a fire going. It was uh, edge-of-your-seat entertainment. Boy, eighth inning, ninth inning. Uh, again, uh, what a game. Exhausting there. Uh, that Liam Hendricks ninth lasted uh, far too long. Uh, setting the stage now for tonight's showdown between Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander, a couple of pitchers that have sub two ERAs this late in the season. It hasn't happened in a very long time. Uh, what a treat if you're able to get out there. I, I will be at the game, uh, and I cannot wait. Weather should be good, uh, especially after Monday night's game. Come on, uh, th this is going to be a battle. I Hopefully it lives up to the hype, but the way Dylan Cease has been pitching – you know he wants it. You know he wants to show up, and hopefully some of this offense uh, will follow. Uh, before the game, uh, you know, again, A.J. Pollock has been hot, showing some of his numbers in uh, the NBC Sports Chicago uh, pregame uh, show. Uh, everything he's been able to do in the leadoff spot while filling in uh, for an injured Tim Anderson. It's good to see him playing consistent 
we know he, you know, has been dealing with leg issues, but having him at the top of the lineup has been a difference maker. Uh, Sacks bullpen has been very good as well. Uh, we saw that that fire uh, from Liam Hendricks on Monday night. Uh, did not get an official word from the Chicago White Sox on what's going on with Robert. Uh, however, it sounds like uh, he's day to day. According to Tony Larusa, uh, Robert was taking some batting practice on Monday, uh, doing some baseball activities uh, on the field. Larusa was going to check in with Robert to see how uh, he felt, and uh, maybe we'll see him uh, in the lineup on Tuesday. Uh, Vince Velasquez uh, returning to the Sox. Matt Foster uh, sent down. Uh, those were some moves uh, that happened before Monday night's game. So, you know, especially after the first inning uh, on Monday, you worry a little bit about the White Sox, um, kind of a David Goliath situation. Uh, the Sox are not in the conversation of Houston uh, or Yankees uh, right now. Uh, so you worry about the White Sox playing tight, maybe playing on their heels. Uh, for an inferior team like the White Sox right now, you need to take advantage of every little opportunity that's given to you. Uh, Astros pitchers miss a spot. The Sox need to capitalize. You know, Astros miss misplay a ball. Uh, White Sox need to take that extra base. Uh, you get the idea here. Uh, you can't give the the Houston Astros extra chances uh, at all. Uh, you almost have to be a few moves ahead of them, uh, just in terms of positioning uh, and so forth. Um, some of my thoughts uh, coming into the series, you know, it's great that we swept. Uh, Detroit. We took care of business. We did what we needed to do. Uh, Sox really are a mediocre team. You go back uh, last year after the All Star break. You can even go back further. You know, there's some interesting stats of them been coming out. Uh, the Sox have been a 500 team for a while when you really look at it. Uh, but you, you know, you wanted the the White Sox to show up and not and say, hey, good, yeah, we beat Detroit. Anybody can beat Detroit, but we can we can hang with Houston right now. You wanted you wanted to see the White Sox at least you know play tough, not roll over, have some competitive games. I was hoping for a sweep uh, heading into Monday's uh, not sweep a, a split. Sorry, sweep would be great, but being realistic, uh, a split. If you can do that. Uh, I think that that can give me a confidence builder moving into the weekend series against the Guardians. And the first inning was scary on Monday. But, you know, the Sox had the right man on the mound at the right time. Uh, and just like we saw in the Detroit series, there was that clutch hitting late in the game. So it's not necessarily what you hit, uh, but it's when you hit it. And that was critical uh, Monday night. Capitalizing in big moments have been a challenge for the White Sox this year uh, and even during Monday's game, let's be honest. But I'm going to tell you why their uh, will to win uh, might very well be contagious. Uh, more on that in a moment. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, uh, that's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
uh, all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, uh, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Uh, What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Uh, I had a box of these recently. Uh, I will eat one right before a run or a post-run, a post-workout. They are outstanding. You are going to love uh, these new cookie dough chunk puffs. Uh, Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Uh, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo uh, code LOCKEDON15. Okay, it was scary a little bit for a while. Let's be honest here. Uh, Houston threw a right-handed pitcher, uh, Jose Your Kitty can't take anything away from this guy. He pitched really well. Uh, Sox were baffled by him. Uh, It really wasn't until we got into Houston's bullpen, which Houston has a a stellar bullpen, one of the best in the league. Uh, So coming into the game, uh, your Kitty six and one with a 2.64 ERA in his last nine starts, fifth in batting average, 25th in home runs were the White Sox offense. Uh, and, and it felt that way, right? We're getting a lot of singles. We're getting base hits, but we're just not hitting the home run. Uh, first inning, A.J. Pollock stays hot, rips a leadoff single. Uh, Andrew Vaughn in the two spot, he struck out. Uh, Yurkiti with a nasty slider and got Aloy chasing for a strikeout. Uh, Sox hitters love to chase pitches and your Kitty uh, keeps it up. Uh, offense uh, might be tough to come by. I was thinking that, you know, in the first, uh, with the way he was pitching that slider, and it was breaking uh, out, for, it was hitting the outside corner, then breaking further away. And we had guys chasing him. Uh, that's, that's our kryptonite right there. I thought it was going to be a very tough night. A uh, second inning, Socks missing, you know, 92, 93. Some 94-mile-per-hour fastballs that were right down the zone, couldn't do anything with it, taking pitches that were middle-middle. Quietly, Sox went down in the second. After the third inning, White Sox offense had one hit, zero walks, and three strikeouts. Fourth inning, there could have been something going on here for the White Sox. Disappointing inning. Aloy got on with a one-out single. He's leading all of baseball. With 24 hits in August, uh, Abreu chasing that breaking ball stuff outside. You know he loves it, uh, but then Abreu hits a mistake breaking ball uh, for a single. You got Yasmani Grandal up with two on, and I am just saying to myself out loud as I'm watching this game, stay out of a double play. Stay away from the double play. Sure enough, Yaz hits into an inning 
ending double play. Uh, that was one of those moments, as I, as I talked about at the beginning of this episode, where when you have an opportunity against a team like Houston, you just got to find a way to have a productive at-bat. You've got to somehow uh, advance those runners, keep the line moving. Uh, that, was a, that was a tough inning to go down that way. Fifth inning, Yohan Mankata with some warning track power. Uh, Harrison with a one-out hit. Uh, he got thrown out stealing second. Seemed like there was some miscommunication there. Tony LaRussa and Harrison talking briefly. I don't know. Uh, Gavin Sheets was up at the time if he missed a hit and run sign, uh, but Harrison was pegged at second. Sheets, he pops out to the pitcher. Uh, that was frustrating uh, because Cueto, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, he he couldn't do anything more. I mean, the look on his face was, please, anything. Give me something here. Back me up. Uh, there was nothing going on offensively uh, for the White Sox. Seventh inning, uh, Jose Abreu with his second hit of the game. Yaz comes up. And again, all I can think about is don't hit into a double play. He was actually hit by a pitch. He had two strikes on him. So now you got the Sox two on, only one out. Uh, you got to get a productive at bat from Yoan Mancata, please. He flew out to left field, and then Harrison popped out uh, to the shortstop. Absolutely pathetic. Uh, you know, seventh inning, we went, we go down like that, and Cueto still in the game, uh, pitching brilliantly. Uh, that was really deflating. It just felt like, you know, maybe this just wasn't going to be the night for the White Sox. But here comes the eighth inning. Astros go to their bullpen after Pollock got on with two outs. Vaughn takes one down the right field for a double. Pollock could not score. So you have runners at second and third for Aloy Jimenez, leading the league in hits in August. He rips a double down the left field line like he did in the Detroit series. Two runs score. It is a tie ball game. Mercy. Uh, after two pitches, Houston decides to intentionally walk Jose Abreu, Steve Stone, asking where was that two pitches ago? He was shocked that they were actually going to pitch to Abreu. So then Yaz comes up. Oh, no, not a double play. Uh, he ends up walking, uh, so showed some really good discipline, laid off at some pitches for sure. Uh, you got bases loaded here. Tie ball game. Uh, in the eighth inning, and Yoan Mankata, we've seen some morning track power. We've seen him not be able to uh, get the job done in previous opportunities throughout the game. He comes through, though, with a single to center field, two more runs score. Sox take the lead four to two. Uh, that eighth inning on Monday night, uh, I would say that's up there for inning of the year. Uh, sandwiched in the game of the year for the White Sox. Sox offense come alive late, four runs, nine hits, uh, two walks, five strikeouts, two extra base hits. Uh, they were two for six with runners in scoring position. A.J. Pollock and Aloy Jimenez with a pair of hits uh, each, and Mancada and Jimenez with a pair of RBIs. Look, Johnny Cueto has been asking, almost begging to see some fire from the White Sox. I'm going to tell you why he seemingly willed it to happen on Monday night. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. 
Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming into the game, Johnny Cueto had a 2.91 ERA, his eighth. It's the eighth lowest in all of the American League uh, this year, and his personal lowest ERA since the 2016 season uh, where he was an all-star with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Cueto's first start uh, since questioning if the Sox have anything left, if they have any fire. Uh, First inning, uh, was the most difficult inning. This is where we thought as Sox fans, here we go, this might not be the night. Uh, first inning with a runner on, uh, there's a ground ball hit to second base. It had a double play opportunity. Josh Harrison completely misses the ball, and Houston has runners on the corners with nobody out. Uh, you cannot give the Houston Astros extra outs, and they made the Sox pay. They got a sack fly and after seven pitches, it's quickly one nothing. Houston, uh, Alex Bregman rips a double to left center. The Sox missed a cutoff throw. Again, you cannot do that to the Houston Astros. Uh, they tack on another run. It was 2 nothing Astros after the first. Uh, but Cueto settled down as he is known to do. Second inning, clean inning. Third inning, uh, Harrison plays some defense uh, to help the cause, and it's another quick inning for Cueto. Johnny Cueto, uh, if you were watching him, and I sure was, I just wanted to see his body language. And uh, he had that look in his eye in the third inning. The way he was scanning the infield when plays were being made, getting the ball back after a strikeout, he had that intense look on him. Fourth inning, another one, two, three inning defense, solid behind him since the first inning. After four innings, Johnny Cueto only gave up three hits, two runs. Only one of them was earned, zero walks and two strikeouts. He was at 46 pitches after the fourth inning. Uh, In the fifth, Cueto gave up a couple singles. Then Alvarez, uh, then he hit Alvarez to load the bases with two outs. Bregman up. Uh, He has hurt the Sox in this game. He's hurt a lot of folks. In his career, Cueto gets him to pop out to Abreu to get out of the inning. Uh, Cueto, you know, he seems like a magician. Uh, but Stone and Benetti uh, discussed it in the telecast how he does not allow hitters to square up on things. Can They, they do not make solid contact. And he throws a variety of pitches from the same arm slot. He's got that funky stop-start motion. He quick pitches you. Uh, He does anything he can uh, to get you out. Sixth inning, Cueto issues his first walk of the game. Activity on the base pass for the Astros. Two men on, one out. Cueto's at 77 uh, pitches at this point. And then he gets the Astros to roll into an inning-ending double play. Uh, Sometimes he is a little bit of magic. Uh, Eighth inning, Cueto finishes that inning with a strikeout. And we're talking about seeing so much energy 
from this man. He was pumped up, dropped down to one knee, turned to the outfield and displayed so much emotion, almost willing the Sox offense to do something. And they sure did in the bottom half. What an outing from Johnny Cueto. Eight innings, six hits, uh, only one extra base hit allowed two runs. One of them earned only one walk, three strikeouts. His ERA is at 2.79 for the year. He threw a hundred pitches on the nose. It was his 14th quality start, ninth in a row. Uh, Liam Hendricks came in for the ninth and after a ground out, uh, he issued a walk and then Jose Altuve came in to pinch hit Uh, He flew out to Sheets in foul territory, Uh, two outs. There was an Ethan Katz mound visit. Christian Vasquez pinch hits. He singles to right field. So Houston's got two on, two out. And then Liam Hendricks gets the final out on a pop-up to Abreu. What a game. Wow. I'm talking about Pepto-Bismol, Alka-Seltzer, edge of your seat, intense, Uh, That was, uh, honestly, probably the best game uh, of the year from the way Cueto pitched and what the Sox were able to do when they needed to do it against a very difficult Houston Astros bullpen uh, in the eighth. Tuesday night, uh, it gets even better. You've got Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander, a couple of sub-two ERA guys going at it in mid-August. These two guys, uh, you know, they're the talk of the town when it comes to Cy Young. Verlander's got some better numbers right now, uh, but what Cease has been doing with strikeouts and everything else, uh, you know uh, he wants to put up uh, a quality outing against the guy he's chasing in the Cy Young competition. A lot of intensity tomorrow. uh, Tuesday, I'm I'm sorry, should be an outstanding game. Uh, These types of matchups don't, happen often. Hope to see you at the ballpark. Hey, thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan uh, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Dylan Cease's performance and hopefully be talking about another White Sox winner. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.